everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. I've got Sunny Bunny Boo here snuggled up right beside me, my little Maltese pup. He's going to be... He's going to be eight months old on March 9th. Yep, he's growing like a weed. And he was stuck like glue to me today when I was crafting away. And uh, we were having a blast uh, playing with ideas, um, trying to get inventive and new ways to make... Hi, there, there, there's my African Grey right on cue. Hello, Holly. Yes, yes, I'm doing a podcast. Yes, yes, I know. Oh, you know, I know what he, I know what it is. I forgot breakfast for Holly. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. It's, uh, yes, don't worry. Breakfast is coming. I didn't forget about you totally. No, no, it was a momentary lapse. Yes, forgive me. We're an hour late. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm thinking about different ways to bind books and different ways to make books. And I'm thinking, you know, um, maybe it's time to uh, fan out the uh, uh, idea factory here and think of some new ways to put them together. So I'll be playing with stuff like that. You'll be seeing stuff like that come together. And, uh, you know, sometimes in uh, journaling or any art form, we, we tend to uh, do what we know and we do it over and over again and, and we can get really good at it and, and learn how to get rid of all the little kinks and stuff like that. And there's great value in that. But sometimes push your own envelope and try something a little bit new or out there or rethink the mundane. Yes, 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 yes. I think I think that might be the title of this um, video. video. <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast. Uh, rethinking the mundane. Not that it's mundane, but sometimes when you, uh, you know, you're used to binding a journal a certain way and you just kind of go into uh, automatron mode and you just do it and... Um, um, you know, I'm ferreting in my fridge. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking for Holly's breakfast. Um, here you go. Here's a nice tomato, too. Yes, there you go. All right, yes, he's, he's happy now. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just thinking of trying to go outside of the box and do things a little bit differently. And it's kind of fun and, ex- and exciting at the same time because now I've got all uh, happy pants on because, uh, yeah. Yeah, like how, how many ways are there? Now I'm in my sink. Sorry. Boy, you guys are really along for the ride today. Cleaning out the parrot water bowl. <laughs> um, but he, uh, but yeah, thinking about different ways to do the creation of the binding, the actual binding. And there's no shortage of ways. And man has not thought of all the possible ways to put together a book. There are more ways, uh, different ways creative ways and inventive ways, but you got to hold it as a possibility. And, um, you know, and maybe some of these ideas have already been thought of because who knows? I mean, who goes through all the idea possibilities and checks to see if it's been done? But you might say something's new to you or new to me. And if it's new to you or new to me, then it's new. So um, that's kind of fun. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to explore that. And uh, You know, that can also lead to other things like, do you take your art in a new direction for um, maybe what you make your uh, journal pages out of? Maybe you've always been using copy paper, or maybe you've always been using scrapbook paper, or maybe you've always been using college rule paper. Who knows? But maybe it's time to shake things up. Maybe it's time to, you know, invite some um, new 
things into your world that um, might spark some fun. Okay, now I'm looking for the lovebird food. That's what that clanking is. I have located the lovebird food. Now I'm pouring the lovebird food. And if you don't know, I have two lovebirds, uh, Happy and Leonardo. Uh, Leonardo used to be paired with Picasso, but unfortunately Picasso bit the dust. So we now have Happy. And they're kind of a May-December relationship. Um, there's quite the age difference, probably five, six year age difference. And lovebirds can live a long time. Um, I have read up to 25 years. I think the oldest one that I had was 16. And I've, I've had quite a few. Um, but I think like somewhere logged that, you know, some lovebird made it to 25 years. I think that's pretty awesome. And lovebirds are actually the smallest parrot. So there you go, guys. I didn't forget about you either. Okay. But uh, even with your lovebirds, you can think of new things for them. So yeah, thinking of bindings, thinking of journal pages, um, also thinking about new ways to do spines, new ways to do closures, uh, to have a closure or not to have a closure. The, the journal maker's conundrum. And um, what else? Then there is, uh, you know, embellishments, a million and one ways to make those. And uh, there's so many ideas. And, you know, you, just when you think uh, we've made it all, somebody comes along with a new idea and we're off and running and all excited about that. Um, or maybe it's the latest uh, material or tool or gizmo or something that all of a sudden branches a new idea or a new way of doing something. Um, you know, something like maybe the Crocodile 2 Big Bite, which makes uh, I found makes my life a lot easier when I'm trying to punch through thick papers or um, fabric. All of a sudden it gives me the uh, muscular strength of the the Incredible Hulk, and I'm able to do things I wouldn't normally be able to do. Hang on, I'm just one-handed here trying to get the water bowl in the lovebird. Whoops, yep, sp spilling it. Okay, gently, gently. Here is your spa water today. Lovies, there you go. Enjoy that. Yep. Okay, oh, you need your, your little snack. Okay, let's get your snack. Um, but, uh, yeah, and also I find that it's... it's um, it kind of, these inspirations come in waves. They come when they want, first of all. <laughs> uh, sometimes they don't come at all, but sometimes when they come, they come in waves and, and one begets the next begets the next. So maybe one day you're thinking about making a journal a different way. Or maybe you're just learning how to make any journal, a journal. Just give me one simple technique to make a simple journal and I can take it from there. I can learn this technique well and then I can branch out. And boy, once you make that first journal and if you're bitten by the bug, like a lot of us are, and uh, you've you know suddenly discovered that you can make books and that has uh, legacy built into it and um, history and this book might be around a while or somebody may cherish it. It might be a special gift from an aunt or a, um, a grandma or a mom or a sister or a cousin or a daughter or a friend. And, uh, you'll, and these things will be cherished for years or they won't and we'll never know. And that's fine too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, the nice thing is there, there is a sense of this thing is going to be around a while. There's some longevity to it here. And something um, about a book, a book has an innate in, um, sense of value built into the concept where, um, you know, we might take extra care of a book. We might protect a book. We might 
store a book differently. We might house a book. We might um, present a book, show a book, um, place a book in our home uh, as a decoration, as something that can be um, pulled down maybe to show visitors when they come over, maybe a coffee table book, maybe a memoir book where we want to reminisce with family and friends about, you remember the time we went to the lake last summer? Uh, that was so much fun. So glad we did that. Here's all the stuff. I mean, scrapbooking has uh, been around for a long time. <laughs> long, long time. Um, the Victorians did it, probably started off before that, whenever paper really got going. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, always a way to reinvent or recreate or take a new turn or um, add another layer or look at something differently, especially especially if you find <laughs> that you are um, creating things the same way a lot. Um, I encourage you to maybe just step back and it's okay it's okay to make them exactly the same way there's no have to's here but i invite you i invite you to take a look at it and ask yourself what if i approach this differently what if i just i just shook all the rules out of my head and i know i see like lots of people do it this way and lots of people do it that way and you know whatever um uh, but you know what let me just look at this from a different perspective let me turn it upside down let me grab a different um base to start with. Let me grab some material because I don't usually use fabric and maybe I could start playing with fabric in my books. Uh, maybe I could just use a little bit. Maybe I could just use it as a binding. Uh, maybe I could use it as a page trim. Maybe I could use it as a spine uh, or a spine dangle. Um, invite myself and allow myself the, um, the chance, the freedom and the openness to bring something new into my crafty world and hey if it doesn't work no no love lost it's only paper it's only a little bit of fabric maybe it was an old t-shirt from your from your closet or you swiped it from your your hubby's closet or uh your son's drawer he'll never miss it and um <laughs> and uh you just made something grand out of it or maybe you made some christmas ornaments out of it or you know whatever it doesn't matter um it, uh, whether it's a book or not, or you bring something from another art form into your world of uh, paper craft and craft um, uh, junk journal making, um, let's say you've learned a new little technique in watercolor and you want to oh, get brave and put maybe some of your own little watercolors into your junk journals and uh, see what that feels like. and Or maybe you want to um, make copies of your... Um, watercolors and put them into your junk journals. Uh, totally up to you. You can do it both ways. Um, so, and, you know, so one art form begets the next art form and you can really interlace a lot of the different art forms together in junk journals, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Let's face it. There's a, there's a, a niftiness, if I may use that word, probably from the fifties. Oh my God. It's a, there's a niftiness about it that um, you can incorporate so many different art forms into junk journal making, I mean, phew, sewing, um, painting, uh, calligraphy, um, collage, uh, mixed media. I am now cutting a papaya because I'm going to start my day with a, uh, I'll probably eat the whole thing. Who am I kidding? Um, everything is a one serving size. 
that to me. Have you ever noticed that? The Pepperidge Farm cookies, that bag is, that that's really realistically one serving, even though it may, they make you think that there's, I don't know how many, like, like maybe you're only supposed to eat one short row or something. Who are we kidding? Ha! Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do healthy this morning. It's a papaya this morning. That's not bad. I figure if I eat something healthy first, the nibble factor will be less later. So we'll see how that goes. And also, um, crafting keeps your hands busy, which means, um, less nibbling, right? Because our hands are active. Our brains are active and we are, we're actually forming new neural connections, new pathways because we are creating. And, um, I believe that that's very, very good for our brains, uh, to constantly be learning new skills. Um, they don't have to be rocket science. Um, it can be craft skills. It can be learning a new way to hold your scissors, new, um, a uh, way to tape a page together or something like that. Um, but it's, uh, constantly learning is, is good for the brain. It makes, it's like a workout for your brain. And, and oops, sorry, honey. Um, just stepped on my dog. Uh, uh, he forgave me. <laughs> and I had a slippered foot, so it was just a like a, you know, a softy bump, right? Yeah, it was no big deal, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, there's... Um, uh, newness can come from so many different directions. So, uh, you know, try and look for the newness and where it can come. Like right now, okay, I'm just, I'm turning in my house and what do I see? I see a bouquet of flowers. We like to go to the grocery store and we pick up, um, you know, one of those cheapo bouquets of flowers. And that's kind of our little special um, luxury treat every week. It just, uh, it makes the house feel fresh and alive and, and uh, all year long, um, we can oogle at the flowers and that. And right now I have snapdragons in here and I can, you know how you make them talk? Okay. Um, if you squeeze them at the neck, um, they talk and, uh, well, they look like they talk anyway, but, um, you know, nature gives us so many, uh, things to play with. Like in this, um, vase, there's some beautiful ferns and I can use that for stenciling. The, uh, I've got some carnations in here. I can, um, once they're almost dead, that's when I like to do it. When they're almost dead and they've got like maybe half a day left and you're like, oh, should I throw it out or no, let's make something with it. So I pull the petals off individually and then I dry them with that microfleur, um, microwave flower dryer. Now you don't have to use that gizmo, but you can. Um, but if, um, and it's, I think it's like a, like 1970s, 1980s original thing. Um, and you know, when I came across it, I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't have to wait two weeks to a month for my flour to dry out. I can just do it in, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, which is kind of cool, but you can totally just maybe take a piece of parchment paper or wax paper or something like that in between a book, uh, pages and just, uh, pull your petals out and flatten them out there and then, you know, come back a couple weeks later or something and they'll be all nice and dry and pretty and ready to go and add into your art and you can use them as they are. You can glue them down to your pages or you can uh, use them as a stencil and then remove them or you can put them on a page, spray it, and then put another page on top to absorb the negative or the background. And that looks kind of cool too. Actually, it absorbs the positive. But um, um, so, yes. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Just go around your house and like challenge yourself to turn a corner and say, okay, well, what, what do I have over there? Okay, obviously I'm in my kitchen. So I'm walking over to where the blender lives. And, oh, I have to eat these avocados. They are so ripe and it's got to be today. You know what I mean? When there's not one more day, they'll go. Yeah, it's today. Um, I'm looking at the corner and on my kitchen counter, I have, um, 
this is literally what I have. I have two bags of onions, four tomatoes, a honeydew melon, and five bananas, and my blender. And um, But I'm looking at this onion bag, and it's got this lovely mesh, uh, um, you know, bag sack material, and that's a beautiful stencil. Or that could be actually glued onto a page or turned into a pocket or maybe put on a spine. Oh, that would be really cool because this one is black, and it looks all like, it almost looks like a nylon stocking. It's kind of kind of sexy <laughs> in an onion sort of way uh, but it's actually really pretty and I, I've never really noticed that it comes in black before it always was red or purple or something I got a yellow one and a black one but the black one is kind of cool that would look I gotta steal that I gotta I gotta take that apart right now before my husband throws it out because um, he doesn't actually see everything as a craft supply like I do <laughs> or maybe your your family doesn't see it the same way either but we know we know that the supplies are everywhere okay now I'm searching for scissors so I can steal my onion bag all right here I come sneaking into my own kitchen Mwahaha. <laughs> uh, and here I am okay come here you little onions what am I going to do with you? I have no idea. I'll put you somewhere. Put you in a bowl or something. You probably should go in the dark. I think you're supposed to live in the dark, aren't you? All right. I got my onion bag. All right. Now let me get rid of the... Now I know there's onion skins. And the onion skins, can, if you boil them in water, can give a nice yellow dye. So if you have some onion skins hanging around, yellow dye for dyeing your papers or using as a spray ink or something like that and um, so yeah look at all the possibilities we're finding just walking around the kitchen and there okay I have my onion bag and we'll see this in a video coming up at some point where I am using it in some way shape or form maybe multiple ways hmm. maybe maybe there's gonna be a video titled uh, 101 ways to use an onion bag that's right there we go. You never know where these things take us. Um, Sunny, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mom. <laughs> and, uh, all right, looks like I'm going to have to eat avocados, too. Maybe I should eat the avocado first, because they're filling. And then the papaya. Oh, I must be hungry. All right, back to action. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's what I mean. Okay, so I'll turn over here. Okay, now I'm headed towards my stairs that go upstairs. And uh, my husband has his office upstairs. I have mine downstairs, but he has his upstairs. And he, um, let's just say that there are a few things that tend to collect on the stairs. And I could sit here and look at all of these as a possible craft supply or an inspiration to create something new. Oh, like, look at this. See, now, okay, I have one of those. Is it, I wonder if we stole this. It's an Ikea bag. You know one of those giant bags that you put in the cart? Did we steal this? <laughs> I don't know why we have this. Or did we buy it and we had to take... Oh, it has a tag on it. No, it looks like we paid for it. Yeah, we paid for it. Okay. But it's kind of a plastic woven material. And I'm just thinking that would be a really cool journal cover. Especially for a journal that might be... Hmm, maybe for something that's going to be put into a purse or a backpack, something that where you want uh, like a waterproof cover. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's given me ideas already. And I see, I've only made it to three spots so far in the kitchen. What lies in your nest? Hmm? What is there that you have yet to discover or take you in a different direction? Are you not totally excited, Holly? Do you want to go make journals of all different kinds? You would if I would just 
let you out. Well, you know you're going to come out a little bit later here. I'll get you another another little nut here. Here we go. We like these. Oh, you want a raspberry? I'll give you a raspberry. All right. Well, so I invite you to go explore your home and uh, or your surroundings or what you have and look at things with different eyes and see them in different ways and see think to yourself, if I, if I was going to create something out of this or if I was going to use this to inspire me, how would I do it? What would I do? Where, where would it take me? These crazy ideas. <laughs> I cannot wait to see and hear your crazy ideas. If you have any uh, thing you'd like to share, feel free to post them on the Facebook group that you made. Um, and also uh, just have some fun. And um, I hope you guys are having a blast out there today. And it's always a great day to have some creative fun. So um, enjoy, relax, um, and laugh, and uh, just embrace the journey. And I and Sunny and the whole um, Feathered Crew and Papa, we all wish you um, much happiness and joy, big hugs, and we will talk to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.